Good morning. Welcome to our online service. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's my prayer that the Lord will work in your heart and your mind um, through the sermon this morning. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come into your presence, that we may open Scripture up and with the expectation that you are working in our lives. Thank you for your love. Thank you that we could have celebrated Easter and your resurrection and for the change that it made through history. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are praying to a God that's alive, God that's present, God that loves each one of us dearly. And if we come this morning, it's the prayer of our heart that you will speak to us and that you will work inside each one of us. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. One of the big questions of the time we're living in is, how do I know something is true? We live in a time of, of fake news, a time of make pretend, of a time, time where you don't know if you trust what someone is saying or telling you, or do, do you trust in, in, in news, something you see in the news or something you read in the newspaper? How do you know it's true? Um, because it's so easy to doubt, it's so difficult to trust nowadays someone. And the same is true if we talk about the resurrection. Because it's so, so easy to doubt it. Throughout, throughout history, people doubt the fact that Jesus was alive, that Jesus died, that Jesus rose up from death. For me, I think there's three things that I normally do. And I think it's kind of a healthy way to look, look at this. To ask yourself always when there's... There's a question about the facts available. This was there, were there any witnesses? Uh, um, second, second thing that you can uh, ask yourself is, so what is the weight of witnesses? How many people will witness to something that happened? And, and maybe the third, third important thing is that, um, do I trust uh, where this information comes from? Do I trust the source? Of this information and we, we need to do exactly the same when we talk about the resurrection who was the witnesses who sought how many of them were there do i trust the source of this information let's read um, luke 24 just to try to help us through these through this process luke 24 verse 30 story on the road to, uh, took place on the road to, to emerald now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emos, uh, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day since it all took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. 
Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as a woman had said, but they did not see him. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Jesus' death and resurrection challenge what we believe, challenge what we hope for. Um, in verse 21, we have read that these two disciples said, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel, but he's dead and we can't find his body. What we hoped for didn't come to place. And then we find these two disciples walking away from the empty tomb, walking away from, from their fellow disciples, almost as if they gave up, almost as if the dreams they had, all the hope they had built on Jesus left and they were on their own again. The truth of who Jesus is and what he wants to do in your life, you can only realize that if you allow Jesus to walk with you. Because that's what happened on this road. Jesus came and he walked with them. His disciples were walking away. Maybe they were just returning to their old normal way of life. John said that when the, after the resurrection, the disciples once went and went fishing because that's what they know how to do. So, so maybe these two disciples just went back. Uh, the, the, these emotional roller coaster they were on, everything they experienced was amazing. Um, but it's finished now. What do you do? You give up? It's clear that they thought everything was finished now. It was clear that they didn't expect a miracle. It was clear that that their hope for redemption was gone. Everything is back to normal. What happened in your life this past Easter with Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday? What changed? Or is everything still the same? It's scary if we talk about that in that way. Because our lives must be touched by Jesus' death and resurrection. We can't stay the same. 
It's interesting that we read that um, they were quite influenced by what happened. They said in um, verse 17, Jesus asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk? They stood still, their faces downcast. Um, they were really sad and troubled about what happened. There's so much things, and they told Jesus, there's so much things that happened. We don't understand what happened. We don't know what to make of everything that, that happened and everything that we hear about. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do with the fact that Jesus is alive. How is that possible? I can't understand that. That can't be the truth. And, and they actually say that a woman came and told us he's alive and you can't trust women. That's actually what they said. We can't trust them. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? And it's clear that all the promises in Scripture faded to the background. Because that's where Jesus starts, starting to explain then Scripture. He opened Scripture up for him. It's almost the first thing what happened when, when we troubled. We forget God's promises in Scripture. We forget what God said he will do. We forget his word that he wants to write into our hearts and into our minds. That's where everything starts. These disciples had the expectation that Jesus was coming to redeem Israel. In um, their expectation that he must come in a dramatic way and, and, and free the, uh, the, the Israelites. Um, free the Jews from the Roman Empire. Um, his, the expectation was that Jesus would come and turn their lives upside down and take all their troubles away, all their problems away. They had a specific expectation of what Jesus was supposed to do and now he's dead and he didn't do it. I don't know what's your expectation of what you expect Jesus to do. What's your hope? What do you want him to do in your life? Any one of us that has experienced disappointment? Any one of us that have asked the Lord for something and didn't receive it? Any one of us that went through difficult times? And felt as if the Lord didn't protect us there. Would understand that that's the kind of questions we ask. Can I trust him? Or am I giving, going to give up and walk away? I don't know if you have given up on Jesus. If you turned around and walked away. Because the interesting thing in the story is Jesus come down and walk with them. Jesus isn't perturbed by, by their opinion, by their broken expectations. doesn't matter for him. He still come down and walk with them. Everything they, they were experiencing, everything they went through, blinded them for the fact that Jesus was there. They didn't expect Jesus to be there. And, and that contributed to the fact that they didn't recognize him when he came. They were so caught up in their own troubles, in their own lives, in their own issues. 
didn't see Jesus. What's in your life that blinds you for the fact that, that, God's, that God's there at this moment? Because that's what we say we believe uh, when we believe in the resurrection, that he's alive, that he's here, that he's there, that, he, that there's no place on earth where God's not. I don't know what's your troubles. I don't know what's the things that's heavy on your heart today. I don't know how you worry about the things you worry about, about war, about calamities, about crazy things that are happening in life. But maybe you're worried about your future. Maybe you're worried about your financial future. And all these kind of troubles become so big in our lives that it blocks Jesus' presence in our hearts and in our minds. We get blinded. We don't recognize him when he's there. And I believe at this moment he's there with you. Never underestimate him. Never underestimate his power, his ability. Never underestimate the fact that, that your expectations are very low. He's, he's much higher. He can do much more than you can expect. These disciples thought everything ended with the death. Jesus said it's only the beginning. Only the beginning. And even if we walk away, and even if we want to give up, he will come walk with us, take us back. That's what he did. What? What changed their minds? What, what made them to look differently to the situation they found themselves? What, what changed that they started to believe again? Wanted to go back again? Interesting what Jesus did. When Jesus started to talk with them, he took them to scripture. He explained scripture to them. Keep busy with the word. Keep reading the word. Keep thinking about the word. You'll find the answers there. Just don't give up. Um, and it's the same disciples that said in verse 32, listen to this. They said, um, we were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. The, the word lit a fire in their hearts. It's going to do it in your hearts as well. It's going to change your mind as well. Allow the scripture into your life. Keep on reading. Keep on thinking about it. Second important dis uh, discovery they make is that the, the, the living Lord wants to spend time with them. He wants to be invited into their home. Interesting, this, Jesus doesn't force his presence onto them. He waited for the invitation. And then he came in and then he ate with them. And then they shared bread. And when they shared bread, maybe it was his Maybe it was his wounds they saw. Maybe they, it reminded them of the, of the first communion they had together. And we don't know. But then their eyes opened and they discovered that the Lord's here. He's waiting for your invitation. He's waiting for you to open up your heart, your life for him. 
to open up your marriage, your relationships, your work, your worries, your future. It's waiting for you. Don't delay. Don't, don't put it off. Do it now. Open up. Invite him in. Isn't that what the resurrection is about? Isn't that what we believe when we say we believe in the resurrection? That the Lord is here. He's with you. He's with me. And you can trust him. Everything he did. Everything he said. Everything he taught. The way he changed and treated people. The wonders he did. The miracles he, he accomplished. All those kind of things you can trust. <laughs> because he's here. He's alive. But then we read how their hearts started burning. We read how they got up and went back to Jerusalem. Where they came back from just a while ago. Disappointed. Now they're running back excited. Can't, can't wait to go and tell someone uh, we have met the living Lord. And when they got there, the other disciples said, it happened with us as well. He is a weight of witnesses. You are not the only eyewitnesses. We can confirm that what you experience, what you saw is true. What the Lord is doing in your life, what he's doing in my life is the truth. You can trust him. The fact that he's alive, that he's risen from dead, it's the truth. Because he's alive, you can trust him. And that's my prayer for you. That the Lord will open your heart, your, heart, your mind. That the Lord will, 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 will give you the, the assurance that in your trouble and in, in your worries and, and everything that's going on in your life at this stage, that it will not blind you for his presence, for what he wants to do in your life. Invite him in, make him part of everything in your life, because Jesus is alive. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your word, for the story that confirms the fact that you are alive and that people saw you and talked to you and that, and that there was more than one that saw it. And that we know that the source we can trust because you are the source. And who you are and who you, what you did on earth made a difference. And it's the truth. And we want to hold on to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that, that everything we have, everywhere we are, that you are there. That you are involved in our lives. And we want to invite you this day. Come into our lives again. Come, Lord Jesus, be with us. We want to, to open ourselves up for scripture, for promises in scripture, for, for you, O oh Lord, to work through scripture in our lives. Thank you. That you are a resurrected Lord. The one that lives. The one that's with us. Amen. You can bring your offerings now. Um, you see all the options available and the way you can bring it. Um, thank you for each one of you.
that contribute so regularly to the church. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his countenance upon you and give you peace.